Hi, and welcome to the Fire Up at 55 Plus podcast, a show about how to put yourself first in your second act of life. I'm certified life and weight loss coach Lori Adams, here to empower you to let go of guilt, take charge of your health, then find and fulfill your dreams. It's never too late, so let's get started. So, cheesy, corny, kitschy, embarrassing, even when it's just myself doing it in front of a mirror? Hmm, what am I talking about? Well, (laughs) this is a follow-up to last week's cautionary tale about skepticism, incredulity, and doubt that I had when I first discovered gratitude journaling. Then, of course, I was completely convinced when I learned about the science, and that's what we talked about. But just as I didn't want to be taken in on that subject, I felt the same way about the practice of stating affirmations. In front of a mirror, really? I'm going to embarrass myself. Because I remembered Stuart Smalley, the character on Saturday Night Live. He was a self-help guru who hosted a fictional talk show called Daily Affirmations with Stuart Smalley. And he was known to say, and to repeat and repeat, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. So I pretty much stayed away from affirmations for a long time. But then, as I learned more about positive psychology, I talked a lot about the bones of that last week, so we won't get too much into it. But then I found that affirmations were part of the soup, the whole circle of support that you can get for doable life change, for something that will work for you. And that is the key about affirmations. I did talk last week about Tim Ferriss, the famous podcaster, investor, world traveler, entrepreneur, who first wrote his best-selling, The 4-Hour Workweek. He loves gratitude, loved the gratitude journal, as I said. But in this first book, he refers to affirmations as fantasies. Ferriss argues that simply stating positive statements without taking any action, can be ineffective. And he suggests that affirmations are often used as a band-aid solution to deeper personal issues. That's pretty much how I felt. But as time went on, even as he was writing the book, and after that, he's acknowledged the potential benefits of affirmations. In some interviews and videos, he's mentioned that using affirmations strategically and complementing them with action can be helpful. He emphasizes the importance of taking tangible steps toward goals and using affirmations as a tool to reinforce beliefs and focus. So, consistency, belief, and commitment are key when practicing affirmations. You've got to believe them, and then you've got to use them. It's not a matter of just writing them down, repeating them in the mirror with a laugh or a smile, and thinking about Stuart Smalley. It's about incorporating this practice into your daily life and then embracing the change they promote. But it's got to feel real to you. It's all about creating your own affirmations. And when I first heard about that from actually Hal Elrod, who wrote the famous book, The Miracle Morning, that really affirmations are only effective when they really mean something to you, when you believe them, of course, which makes perfect sense, then you can enhance the effectiveness of this positive psychological tool. One of my favorite journaling and habit tools is called the Morning Sidekick Journal. It's created by the company Habit Nest, who I also mentioned last week that has created a gratitude journal. 
Well, affirmations are very much a part of their teaching and practice over time in this journal. As they explain, quote, affirmations tap into your creativity muscle to begin generating creative ways of reaching your goals and unconsciously program your brain to associate yourself with the end goal or the identity you have in mind. Okay, so to make your affirmations effective, they need to match up with your goals that you resonate with or areas for improvement or what you want to transform into, what life changes you want. So it's really important to determine the areas of your life that you want to focus on, get those goals down that you want to achieve, make them short and simple. I guess what I mean by short is a short list of goals so you're not taking on overwhelm. And they can be related to any aspects of your life, relationships, career, self-confidence, health, whatever you really want to excel in and identify with and act out in your transformed second act of life at any age. So you want to make sure that affirmations are positive. Something like, I am successful in all that I do versus I will be successful, which means you're looking out into the future and not really identifying with it. It's important to repeat them regularly. consistently. Find a quiet and calm environment where you won't be embarrassed. Look in the mirror or not. You can say them aloud or silently in your mind. But you should set aside dedicated time almost every day, morning or evening, to repeat. Because repeating is that patterning or channeling, you know, new neural pathways into your brain so that you start to think in this new way and change from the inside out physiologically too. You want to engage emotionally as you repeat your affirmations. Really, you know, think about it. Don't just dryly repeat them. Connect with the emotions associated with each statement. And that's going to be easy if you're creating them yourself. If you've got something that really means a lot to you, such as, you know, I have really become connected to my piano playing again. I just love it. And the music really soothes me and excites me. Something like that. So that you can see those emotional words, soothing, exciting, and such. (laughs) You want to incorporate those affirmations into a daily routine. And I say this again because Hal Elrod incorporated them into his Miracle Morning routine. And so a lot of people do that so that they can get it done for the day and it'll set them up for the day with a positive attitude. It makes a lot of sense. You can repeat them during a meditation. You can also read a lot about this because although they're called affirmations for the most part, they can also be called cues, you know, identity statements, whatever works for you. I do like to always pair it up with identity, though. And as opposed to saying your future self, I mean, your future self may be the identity you'll ultimately want, but practicing that identity every day is really going to get you there sooner and you'll feel it. So you want to monitor your progress. You want to adapt your affirmations. You know, if they're not working, rewrite them. Create new ones. Create new ones as you come up with new goals. So I want to give you a couple authors I really like who explain this a little bit better than I have probably and a lot more interestingly than (laughs) the science steps. The wonderful, amazing personal development author and speaker and funny John Acuff. I hope that you've heard some of his books or read some of them. He is so great, and he acknowledges in his book, an entire book devoted to affirmation-like work, that, quote, your brain can be a real jerk. (laughs) He talks about the negative thoughts that run like background music throughout your life, and we've talked about that before. They just crop up naturally. There's not a lot you can do about them except to notice them and start to try to change them and pivot in the spot. So by flipping your thoughts to positivity as you notice them, you're going to compose new soundtracks that make it easier to choose actions that will get you the progress you want. 
And in his book, he tells the true life story of Colleen, a receptionist who felt really stuck. And she reran a soundtrack that said, I have a menial job. But she decided to control the things she could. And she wrote her own new soundtrack that said, my job is to offer the best customer service. So it was her identity now, the identity she's growing into, but is feeling now that she wants to be. By doing that, repeating it, by flipping the old every time it came in, the menial part, to best part, she became happier at work and she did a better job there. Well, there's more to the story, but fast forward, she became the company CEO. Acuff also did an experiment, and this is one thing I really admire about him. He does that a lot to test his theory. And he came up with a new anthem, a list of 10 affirmations from the dozens he had collected over the years. He admits that some were hokey, like, fear is just an invitation to bravery, and some simple, like, it isn't over until I win. His experiment tested 10,000 people repeating his new anthem list of 10 affirmations for 30 days morning, and night. The upshot, if you stood in front of a mirror, despite maybe feeling ridiculous, well, you were 46% more likely to reduce overthinking, which led to productivity. Simplified your soundtrack. Not only were the new anthem repeaters more productive, at the end of 30 days, they had 21% high satisfaction with the results and were happier with what they accomplished. Isn't that what it's all about? I do hope that you will check out his book, many of his books. He's got a great podcast, too, that's called All It Takes is a Goal with John Acuff. He's very entertaining, knows lots of cool people, and has lots of great stories and tools that he's developed. Okay, so the other person that I like to read and listen to is Mel Robbins. You've probably heard of her. She is a self-development guru, a podcaster, and author who came to everybody's notice, really, when she hit a home run with her TED Talk and subsequent bestseller called The Five Second Habit. But her subsequent popular book called The High Five Habit explains the energy of affirmations and the simple high five gesture you can use every day to feel life-changing positive transformation from a tired life to an exciting day to day. I started to pay attention more to this book when I saw all over social media people talking about how much they liked it, but how much they were feeling change and productivity and control using this simple habit. It's pretty much about high-fiving yourself in the mirror every day and thinking about how athletes high-five themselves. They do the fist bump or the high-five. And when you do that to yourself, it's physiological as well as psychological because you have the energy behind it, the energy I talked about earlier when stating affirmations. So it's really working out well for a lot of people that I've heard. I'd love to hear what you think about it. I just started it. So like Acuff's new anthem list, she also has a collection in the book of what she calls meaningful mantra affirmations, like, this is teaching me something I need to know, or don't believe me, just watch, or I'm allowed to be a work in progress, and I choose to focus on what I can control. I like her approach because it really does acknowledge the tired <laughs> soundtracks that come in, your negative thoughts, and how you can get mired in those. And I do believe that women tend to do that more often, especially of my generation, your generation, because we grew up putting ourselves last and didn't have the soundtracks in our background that were as encouraging personally as we might have liked. 
So Hal Elward is another one. He emphasizes the importance of creating affirmations that are specific, personal, and emotionally charged like the other ones I noted here. He suggests that effective affirmations should be written in the present tense, as I said, as if the desired outcome is already happening, and again, should be framed positively. He also recommends repeating the affirmations daily to create and reinforce positive beliefs and to foster a mindset of success and achievement. So you're going to feel that as you're walking around. That's your new identity. I'm successful. I'm achieving. He also advises that affirmations should be aligned with your goals and values for maximum effectiveness. So I just said this again about hell because it is more about, this is the soup. This is the recipe. All these things together, the gratitude, the mindset, the identity, the learning to recognize negative thoughts when they come in and pivot somehow and learn to create new patterns with the thoughts that you really want to come in with your prefrontal cortex, the cognitive part of your brain versus the negativity, the protective brain. I also want to share something else that is really cool that I heard about from one of my coaches, Tanya Lee. I mentioned her last week. She told us about the book Alter Ego and brought up the example of Beyonce. And you may have heard this because Beyonce has not made a secret of it. She created an alter ego for herself called Sasha Fierce. It's the fun, more sensual, more aggressive, and outspoken side of her when she's on stage. According to Beyonce, she created the alter ego as a way to tap into a different part of her personality and to help her overcome her shyness when performing. Sasha Fierce, she was an actress. She acted Sasha Fierce, and it allowed her to explore a more confident and fearless persona on stage. So that enabled her to channel like her energy and her emotions in a very powerful way, which you certainly could see in her performances. But what's so great about this, as I said, you create new pathways in your brain so that over time, by doing this, she came to realize that she didn't need Sasha Fierce anymore and that both she and her alter ego have merged into one. So that's a story of courage and success and real bravery to take that step and to do everything else that she's done as well. Another famous woman athlete who used an alter ego is Serena Williams. She revealed in an interview that she had heard about Beyonce. So she also called herself Sasha, similar to Beyonce's Sasha Fierce, to help her stay focused and composed during intense matches. Serena stated that Sasha allows her to become a more ruthless competitor and helps her handle the pressure on the tennis court. So positive psychology recognizes the power of affirmations for creating the positive life changes And the positive statements that individuals repeat to themselves in order to shift their mindsets and belief. So positive psychology does give some nice benefits (laughs) of using affirmations. Number one, rewire the brain, as I said. They can help rewire neural pathways and shape more positive thought patterns. By repeating these positive statements, you can gradually replace negative or self-limiting beliefs with more empowering ones. Number two, boost self-confidence. Affirmations have the potential to enhance self-confidence and self-worth. When individuals repeatedly affirm positive qualities about themselves, they reinforce a positive self-image and develop a stronger sense of self-belief. So when you create a Sasha Fierce, you're also boosting self-confidence. It's a kind of affirmation. Number three, you can increase optimism. They're a tool to foster optimism and positive thinking. And by focusing on these positive statements, you can cultivate an optimistic mindset and shift your attention toward possibilities and opportunities. And this is so cool because you know, if you're a pessimist, if you've given yourself that title, and you may know a lot of people who are grumpy or pessimistic, 
And hopefully you'll set an example for them with your optimism and your change in your brain with some affirmations that, again, are yours and resonate with you to show them what life can be like. (laughs) You can have a lot more fun and be a lot more successful in achieving your goals. Motivating, inspiring. The affirmations are daily reminders. That's what's good about a practice of gratitude or affirmations because it's a habit, right? And by affirming on a regular basis, you can stay motivated and inspired. You can have momentum when willpower fails, which it's going to do, (laughs) just as negative thoughts are going to come in. But this is something, it's like a secret weapon, I think, to take action toward positive change in your lives. So it really is important to note that while affirmations can be helpful, like Tim Ferriss said, and what really brought me into the fold of doing affirmations, is that they're most effective when accompanied by proactive efforts and behaviors. And you know I've talked about things like acting for your self-care or acting upon one item on a bucket list. To take action in coordination with an affirmation that supports that, this all is going to work the best. You'll be aligned to create real life change. And when I say aligned, I always mean your alignment. You're different from everybody else, and you can bring all your past, your potential, and all the things that you want to do together to have your own great second act and transformation. So I wanted to find another quote that wasn't like uh, Stuart Smalley. And I know that a lot of athletes use positive affirmations. Billie Jean King, one of my, well, the whole world's favorites, says champions keep playing until they get it right. This highlights her persistence and determination, fostered through positive self-talk and belief, fundamental aspects of affirmations. To coach with me one-on-one, to reclaim your time, reap the benefits of gratitude, affirmations, self-care, or to focus on weight loss results at Midlife Plus, please just send an email to me at hello at laurieadamscoaching.com so we can schedule an easy conversation about the results you want and the reinvention you're thinking of. To keep the transformational information coming each week, please follow Fire Up at 55 Plus wherever you download your podcasts. And if on Apple, kindly share a review and a star-worthy rating. It would be much appreciated. Hey, thanks for listening. To contact me directly, please reach out via email to hello at laurieadamscoaching.com. And I invite you to take a look at my flaming hot webpage, fireup at 55plus.com. That's fireup, the word at 55plus.com. And until next week, make the most of your sizzling second act. <laughs>